everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Sisters and a TV. In my last episode, I remember mentioning how I fell in love with Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In during my freshman year of college. I fell very much in love with Laugh-In during that time. It was being brought on Nick at Night, and I had heard about Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, so I knew about it. I knew Goldie Hawn and Lily Tomlin in particular, because, you know, they had done other work that I had seen, and I, you know, read that they both got their start on Laugh-In. So I was very familiar uh, with the show. I was aware of it, but I'd never seen it before. Well, all of a sudden, Nick at Night starting, uh, starts to bring episodes of Laugh-In on. And the Laugh-In episodes were on seven nights a week. They would bring two on at night, like around 9, 9.30 Central Time. And they would re-show the same episodes around three in the morning. Well, I was so into Laugh-In that I would actually get out of bed and go and watch the same episodes all over again at three in the morning. True story. Laugh-In absolutely captivated me when I first started to watch it when I was uh, 18 years old. Now the show, of course, very, very popular. It was the number one show in the country at one point. It was the number one show in the country for two years, two seasons. And it was one of those TV shows that was unique. It was, there was nothing like it on TV, nothing like it on TV before, nothing really like it on TV since. I mean, yes, you've had SNL, you've had In Living Color, Mad TV, but there was something about laughing that was just a little bit different. Can't really put my finger on it. Maybe because they had a specific format, you know, um, they would have the beginning, they would have the quickies, they would have the, the the cocktail party, they would have the mod mod world of whatever, they would look at the news. So they had a format that they followed along with every week. I think that's maybe one reason why it was, uh, why it's a little bit different. Uh, but Laugh-In, definitely the predecessor to all of those shows that I mentioned. It was a TV show, the only TV show that was really focusing on the current and modern issues of the day. If you watch it now, it's like going into a time machine and seeing what life was like in the late 60s and early 70s. Laughing, very controversial, very funny, hilarious, you know, very, very uh, comical show, but it was also very controversial because they were really pretty much putting the spotlight on any and every subject that you could think of. They would do the mod mod role, but look at everything from politics to marriage, to sex, to childbirth and having children, being your parenting, to the military, to racism, women's rights, not to mention the Vietnam War. I mean, they pretty much took digs at everybody. You couldn't, you mean, they took it, they took digs at, I must say that they were very fair with it too. They took digs at the Democrats and the Republicans. So it's not like that they were really kind of leaving anybody out. They took digs at celebrities and movie stars. And, you know, they just were very, very different. And it being the number one show, honestly, was pretty much inevitable because it was the only show, like I said, that was actually focusing on what was going on in the country. Because at that time... Most of the TV shows that were on prime time were not focusing on any issues of the modern day. There were a lot of sitcoms on at the time. A lot of Westerns were still on. You had TV shows like Batman, 
They weren't talking about anything that was going on in the country or around the world. They were really escapism TV shows. So Laugh and When It Made Its Debut, it was something that really focused on the times. It was a very quick show. That's why they had the segment called The Quickies, because it was a very quick show. It was a rapid show. It was very fast, spontaneous. And, you know, if you didn't really pay close attention, you could get lost in what they were talking about, what they were focusing on. But if you stuck with it and you paid attention, you were very attentive, you know, it was a show that you definitely, you know, would really enjoy. Now, of course, by the late 60s, you did have other shows that began to focus on certain, you know, current issues of the day, like you had Marcus Welby, MD, focusing on real serious, um, pertinent medical issues. You had Mannix and Ironside and Mod Squad. So things were beginning to change. But of course, Laugh-In was changing things in a completely different way. Now, Laugh-In actually was a one-time special on NBC which aired in September of 1967. Of course, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, hosted by Dan Rowan and Dick Martin, who had been comic partners since the early 50s. They had not been in television, so that was a brand new thing for them to go into the realm of television. They were really in the club's circuit. They did a lot of Vegas work, and they were on the stage a lot, but they had not been on TV, and so this was brand new for them as well. George Slaughter, who produced Laugh-In, wanted to do something completely different on television, and he definitely had a wide open field to be able to do that. So he decided to create this brand new innovative show, a comedy show full of sketches and full of jokes and full of punchlines with a delightful cast of regulars. And again, it made its debut in 1967. Well, the ratings were so good for that one-time special that NBC decided to turn it into a weekly series. And it made its debut as a weekly series on um, Monday nights in January 1968. Now, in the beginning, of course, as I said, you had to have not only the right host for the show, Rowan and Martin, but you had to have the right cast of characters to be able to do all this stuff. So in the beginning, you had Judy Carn, Henry Gibson, Joanne Worley, Ruth Buzzy, Artie Johnson, Eileen Brennan, Gary Owens. And they were all really funny. They worked very well together. And they really were very good at the comedy that was being done on the show. Now, Goldie Hawn, um, a lot of people probably don't realize this or know this, but she was not in the pilot. And she was not in the first few episodes. I believe she came along in season. I'm not, not season. She came along in episode number four. So she came into the picture very early, but she wasn't there at the very beginning. Goldie had been on another NBC TV show. I think it was called Good Morning World. And it starred Ronnie Schell, who has uh, who was known as Duke over Duke Slater on Gomer Pyle. Well, Ronnie Schell left Gomer Pyle to try his own hand at leading, starring in a TV show which, of course, Goldie was a part of. Unfortunately, however, the TV show did not last. It ended after a season. So that meant that, uh, well, not only did Ronnie Shell go back to Gomer Pyle for its last season, but that made Goldie Hawn available. So George Slaughter saw her in an Andy Griffith show special, and so Goldie 
of all of the people who were in Laugh-In, and I like a lot of the people who were a part of Laugh-In, I have a lot of favorites. I love Johnny Brown. I love Barbara Sharma, Richard Dawson, Chelsea Brown, Judy Karn, Dennis Allen. I, I like pretty much everyone who was on Laugh-In, to be honest with you. But I have to admit that Goldie Hawn was my favorite. Goldie was just so cute and so adorable. She had her little cute blonde short haircut, her little pixie. And I I loved her. She was so funny and she lit up the screen. And whenever she was in any kind of a scene with anyone else, she always stole your attention. So she was just adorable. Absolutely darling. Um, But I liked everyone on Laugh-In. And... So anyway, in that first season, again, they were talking about LBJ. They were, they mentioned Bobby Kennedy, which watching that now and knowing what would happen a few months later is sad. Honestly, it's very sad to watch that. Uh, I know that in one episode, John Biner, who was a master at impersonations, imitated Bobby Kennedy. Because Bobby, of course, was running for president during that time. And so, you know, he was mentioned, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, it's just, again, it's just, it's, it's, it's unreal to watch those particular episodes. They're on YouTube. There's a great laugh-in channel on YouTube. They show mostly, um snippets from episodes are like about five minutes long there are a few complete episodes that they are all that they also have available over there um but it's a really great channel Uh, i would definitely recommend checking that out it's a lot of fun i've been watching it like crazy lately because i've really with the recent passing of johnny brown i really have gotten back into watching a lot of laugh-in so i have been going over there watching that almost daily watching several of the um videos that are over on that channel. I watched one in particular from season six. Uh, and there, it was a, there was uh, a tribute to the fifties, you know, uh, the mod mod world looks at, remembers the fifties and it was the funniest, the funniest thing. Sammy Davis Jr. was the guest and you know, it, it was just really funny. I want to go watch that again because I found myself laughing out loud at some of the things that they were doing and saying in that in that episode. So uh, anyway, uh, laughing again really hit the ground running. The ratings again, you know, people were really shocked by what they were seeing. I mean, people fell in love with the show and it became a phenomenon. I mean, there was a lot of merchandise. There was a Laugh-In magazine at one point. There were books. Laugh-In made the cover of Life, Time, I believe Newsweek as well. There was the lunchbox. There was a board game. There was a um, an album. All kinds. There were paper dolls even. And so it was a very, very popular, successful show. There were bubblegum cards. Uh, so by season two, Laughing had really taken off. And again, it was the most popular show in the country. And it was a Monday night fixture. And they won lots of Emmy Awards. were nominated for a lot. And they won some as well. Won quite a few. And they were just, again, nothing was off the table. There was no subject that they did not put the microscope on. One that they put the microscope on, I completely forgot about when I ran across it a few, oh, I guess about maybe over a week ago. Um, This was from the second season. 
By that time, some of the first season cast members had departed. Like Eileen Brennan, she left the show, and there were a couple of others who also left. And he had some new cast members like Chelsea Brown and Dave Madden. Well, um, they decided to take a look at blackface. So when it was time for the news, you know, laughing looks at the news, all the girls would always get together and they would dress up in some type of similar costume, mermaids or Native Americans or go-go dancers or movie stars, whatever. But this time they decided to dress up in blackface and they had Chelsea Brown in whiteface. I had completely forgotten that they had done that. And initially, I, I admit I was offended. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty ticked off. I'm like, are they, did they really do this? Are they serious? But then I had to remember the kind of show that I was watching. I had to remember that they were showing the ridiculousness and the ignorance of blackface. Because blackface has always been very degrading, very demeaning, it still is. People still do blackface in 2022, which is terrible, pathetic. So that was their way of bringing that to the spotlight and showing just how degrading it really is. And once I remember what I was looking at and the cause behind it, well, then, you know, I chilled. But uh, I think there were a lot of people who were and are fans of laughing probably got offended by something because like I said they didn't leave any subject out so I think that at one point probably everyone who watched the show got offended sooner or later about something now laughing of course delved into politics all the time and laughing actually I mean had a huge part of the 1968 presidential election because you had Richard Nixon and Hubert Humphrey who were running for president. Well, Laugh-In, the show, George Slaughter, invited both candidates to appear on the show. Hubert Humphrey, for whatever reason, declined. I have no idea why he did that. I guess he thought that that was beneath him or he was too mature. I don't know what he was thinking, but he did not go on the show. Richard Nixon, however, did go on the show and he did a cameo. It's on YouTube. He went on the show. It took, I think they said, six takes for him to get it right. He just was having trouble with it, with the line. Only had one line. That line, of course, was one of the most popular lines on the show, Sock It To Me. Now, Sock It To Me, of course, is from the Aretha Franklin song, Respect. And you're supposed to just simply say, Sock It To Me. But Nixon, in his cameo, said it in a way where it sounded like a question more than a statement. The way he said it was, sock it to me as though it was incredulous to him that you're going to sock it to the Republican candidate for the presidency of the United States. He just had this look on his face like a deer in the headlights, like you're going to sock it to me. And it's hilariously funny. It really is. It's so funny. It's ridiculous. I mean, because he he didn't say it the way that they said it on the show, but it was funny. And Nixon won the election. Now, the election was very close. It wasn't as though it was a landslide for him. It was a very, very close election. I remember that I don't know how this happened, but I was on YouTube and I ran across the CBS coverage of the 1968 election for president. And I was shocked by how, by how close. And my mother told me, you know, how close the election was. But to see the coverage for myself and see just how close the numbers were was very surprising. So, yeah, this was not 
um, you know, an election that Nixon just pretty much had in the bag. It was very, very close. And there are people to this very day who are saying, who believe that Nixon's appearance on Laugh-In caused him to win the election. Which that doesn't surprise me because, I mean, I remember back in 1993 when Bill Clinton and George W. Bush were running for president. And no, not George W. Bush, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I remember what, that was the first election I voted in, by the way. Um, but anyway, I remember they were running for president and also Ross Perot was, was running as well, by the way. Um, Bill Clinton went on MTV. He went on MTV and, you know, that was a big thing. You know, we were very excited you know, the young people were very excited that he actually went on MTV. George Bush did not. Neither, of course, did Ross Perot. And, of course, Bill Clinton won the election. Now, I'm not saying that maybe that's the only reason why he won as well as Nixon. I mean, there was a there were there were a lot of hostilities toward the Democrats in 1968. I mean, with the Democratic National Convention, what happened in Chicago that summer, it made the Democrats look bad. And I know that had to have been a factor too. But Nixon going on Laugh-In definitely did not hurt his chances of winning the election. Because Laugh-In, again, that was the hip show to be on. It was the thing to be on. And he was out there. He, he took advantage of that. So I think that honestly, that did play a part in him winning. But uh, Laugh-In in the beginning, um, very controversial. It was a brand new show. A lot of people didn't really understand it. So they kind of had difficulty getting um, celebrities to, to go on there in the beginning. I mean, they did have celebrities. They had Sonny and Cher. Barbara Feldon was almost a regular. She was in a few episodes in the beginning. One reason why she stopped appearing was because she had to go back to Get Smart. Get Smart was on hiatus. So during her, hiat- during her hiatus period, she was over there on Laugh-In. She was great, by the way. And so you had other, you know, uh, celebrities doing cameos. But by, not, by by the second season, pretty much every celebrity wanted to go and pop up on Laugh-In. And they did. I mean, you saw Nancy Sinatra, Robert Wagner, Lena Horne, John Wayne, Warner Klemperer. Flip Wilson was always on Laugh-In. That's really where he got his uh, start, his foundation for the Flip Wilson show, which made its debut in 1970 because he was on Laugh-In a lot. Sammy Davis Jr. was on Laugh-In, Peter Lawford, um, Dinah Shore, Ringo Starr, The Monkees, Diana Ross, very, very, uh, you know, Dan Blocker from Bonanza. Everyone wanted to go and do Laugh-In because, yes, there was a lot of controversy, but it was, again, it was fresh. It was hip. It was cool. It was modern. And it was where celebrities wanted to be. And a lot of celebrities were fans of, of the show and of the cast. And so that was extremely the norm to go over and do Laugh-In. And a lot of celebrities did appear on Laugh-In during the six seasons that it was on. And speaking of the six seasons that it was on, Laugh-In is now available all six seasons on DVD. Yes, you can go and check it out on Amazon. You can also go and check it out on Time Life's website because they are also selling it. So if you want to get the entire series, you can do that. And I could not be more thrilled because I, again, like I said, I still love Laugh-In. And um, I would love to have the entire series on DVD. So anyway, by 1969, again, Laugh-In still the number one show in the country, still very successful. 
But the cast did change a lot. The cast was kind of at times like a revolving door. By 1969, Chelsea Brown and Dave Madden had both left. They were only on for a season. You had the new kids uh, being Jeremy Lloyd and Pam Rogers and Teresa Graves. And then later on that December, Lily Tomlin. Judy Karn also left Laugh-In. She didn't leave. Most of the people worked on Laugh-In liked working on the show. They loved the cast that they worked with. They liked the material. They really enjoyed it. But honestly, Laugh-In was a show that kind of made the stars of it, the cast members, kind of feel pigeonholed. That was a problem with Goldie Hawn, for one. She felt as though she had to stay in the box as being the ditzy, giggly, dumb blonde, and she couldn't move out of that. Which she really could not. She couldn't move out of that that position. And there was more to her than that. And it frustrated her at one point pretty badly. So that's why she left. Now, Judy Karn left for different reasons. Judy Karn, of course, was a socket to me girl. She was always getting water thrown on her. She was always falling down through a trap door. She was the one who was, you know, got hit with all of the physicality within the show the most. And so it got to the point where people who watched the show would see Judy Karn out in public and they would throw water on her. And they could not separate TV from real life. And so it got to the point where it began to take a toll on her emotionally. And so she decided to not renew her contract and she left the show. And honestly, Laugh-In also, like I said, you could tell one thing I have always liked about Laugh-In is you can tell that the, the, the cast was having a lot of fun working together. You could just pick up on that vibe. But it was a demanding show to work on. It was, uh, you know, long hours, lots of skits. And it was, um, you know, pretty draining. So I think a lot of people, in addition to feeling pigeonholed or maybe being, being too identified with the show or the character they portrayed on the show, the skits that they did, um, some did not felt as though they did not get as much attention on the show as others did. They felt like they were in the background. That was really the issue with Dave Madden. He felt as though he was in the background a lot and really did not have an identity. That's why he left. Chelsea Brown was tired of being the, uh, she was the first African-American regular cast member. And in the beginning, she was doing all of the black jokes. All the African-American jokes went to Chelsea and she really got tired of that. Now, before the season ended, they gave her other material to do and she became more satisfied, but she still left after the first, after only one season. So people left, came and went for different reasons. If you want to find out more about the back story of Laugh-In, there is a great book out there. I believe it's by Hal Erickson. I have the book. I should know the author's name, but I think it is Hal Erickson. It's called From, De- From Beautiful Downtown Burbank. It tells all about the back story, the ins and outs, the behind the, sa- the, behind the scenes, the behind the stage, ins and outs of Laugh-In. It's a great book. It's available on, I got mine on Amazon some years ago. I think I paid like $80 for that book because it was just that rare and hard to find. But now you can find it for cheaper prices than that. You can go to eBay, you can try to go to Amazon, you can go to BW Books, Ape Books, Abe's Books rather, and you know you can find cheaper copies. But it's a really good book. It's also on Google Books, by the way. So if you want to really find out about what went on behind the scenes with the cast and who left and why and when and all of the ins and outs, everything you want to know about laughing, that is the book to have. You would really enjoy reading that book. 
you'd enjoy having it. If you want to buy it, you would definitely enjoy adding it to your collection. But yeah, the cast did change a lot. I mean, by 1970, Joanne Worley had left as well. And then that's when you had Johnny Brown come in and Dennis Allen, Nancy Allen, and Elder. Alan Suze was on the show for four years. He left in 1972. Richard Dawson appeared on the show in the first season. And then he became a regular after Hogan's Heroes ended in the fall of 1971. He joined and stayed with the show until it ended in 1973. Larry Hovis was on laugh in its first season. He was a writer on laugh actually. But he, for some reason, when Laugh-In won, it's, um, was recognized for its writing. Larry Hobus was not recognized. He did not receive an Emmy for his contributions to the writing. So he decided to leave and focus on Hogan's Heroes. Just go back to Hogan's Heroes and focus on that. And then after Hogan's Heroes ended, he, along with Richard Dawson, came back to the show. But he left after only a season. So, again, the cast did go through a lot of changes. And by season six, the cast was pretty much entirely different. It was like it was a brand new cast. You did have some cast members who were still there and of course Dick and Dan were still there but it was like a brand new cast of characters but they were I mean they were funny you know they were still you know making me laugh and they still you know had that same hilarity and this zaniness and everything so you know that still was there but in 1969 Lily Tomlin kind of replaced Judy Karn because after Judy Karn left that's when Lily Tomlin came and with her came a lot of really terrific characters like my favorite Ernestine the stuffy nose turned up know-it-all arrogant telephone operator one ringy dingy two ringy dingy Ernestine was hilarious and then she also brought Edith Ann the little five-year-old girl who was in the great big huge rocking chair talking about and that's the truth and then she would, of course, blow a raspberry after she would talk about what her truth was. So Lily Tomlin, a great addition to laugh She fit in perfectly. She was a wonderful addition. And she stayed with the show until it ended in 1973. And um, again, lots of wonderful... Uh, guest stars, lots of great skits, lots of funny stuff. Absolutely. Uh, wonderful cast members, cast, uh, very talented people who were in the cast. People who stayed with the show the entire six seasons, of course, were Dan Rohn and Dick Martin, Ruth Buzzy and Gary Owens. So, um, they were there from start to finish. And by 1972, late 72, 1973, Laughing again, still funny, but I think by that point, NBC figured that it had, you know, been on long enough. It had been on for six seasons, so they decided to bring the show to an end. And this last episode aired on May 14th, 1973. So anyway, Laugh-In came to a close. It was actually, uh, a new version of Laugh-In was actually brought back on NBC as well four years later. Now, Dick Rowan, Dick Rowan, that's funny. Dick Rowan, oh my gosh. Dan Rowan and Dick Martin were not a part of that. They were not a part of the new laugh. It was something that George Slaughter did on his own. Uh, Dick and Dan sued. So, you know, there was definitely some bad blood there between them for a little while. The new Laugh-In did not last very long. It was only on for a season. Uh, the only thing about it that's really memorable is the fact that the cast included Robin Williams. This was right before we, he became a big breakout star with Morgan Mindy. But that was one of his early 
you know, beginnings along with the Richard Pryor show that he did that first, I believe. Then he did the new Laugh-In and then he got Mork and Mindy after being on Happy Days. And the rest, of course, is history. But Laugh-In had a, you know, they had so many slogans and phrases that really became a part of pop culture and became a part of the American lingo. You had, you bet your sweet bippy, Sock it to me, of course. Look that up in your funkin' wagnalls. Is that another chicken joke? Here come the judge. Say goodnight, dick. Goodnight, dick. People were saying these phrases all the time. I mean, throughout the country. And just, you know, they really stuck. And they, they you know, were, were unforgettable. And they still are unforgettable. And speaking of unforgettable, there is a, there was a Laugh reunion. I remember watching it. It was on NBC back in 1993. A lot of the cast members came back together to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Laugh-In. Well, there is a, uh, this is part of the DVD collection, by the way. Um, everyone's sitting around talking about their experience on Laugh-In. And it's really a lot of fun. And a lot of the, you know, yet some of the people who were on Laugh-In, guest stars who were there, people who worked behind the scenes on the show were there, along with cast members. It's about, I think, an hour and a half in length, but it's a lot of fun to watch. So that's on YouTube as well. I think it, it too, is a part of that Laugh-In channel that I mentioned. And um, again, Laugh-In, lots of awards, lots of Emmy nominations. And like I said, there were wins. One win in particular was groundbreaking. In the third season, Laugh-In got a brand new director. That director was Mark Warren. In 1971, Mark Warren won an Emmy for directing. He directed an episode that featured Orson Welles. Well, Mark Warren became the first African-American to win an Emmy for directing. So that was a groundbreaking accomplishment for him. Mark Warren also, by the way, in that Laugh-In reunion, he was in the audience, looked like he was um, sitting with his wife. George Slaughter, you know, called him out, gave him a shout out. He stood up. You could tell everyone was glad to see him from the show. They were, hey, yeah, Mark, you know, because he directed the show for the remaining four seasons. And he was a young man at the time, just starting out. And, uh, you know, he, he fit in very well with the Zaneness, no doubt, because he was there for the final four years of it. But anyway, and he said one of the things he said was that Laughing really, he got, he got the opportunity to really direct as he wanted to. He could do what he really wanted to do with the material, with the cast. And I think that's one reason why he stayed with the show for the rest of its run. But Rona Martin's Laughing, definitely a huge, huge um, part of television history and comedy history. And, uh, you know, not a lot of drama behind the scenes of Laugh-In. I mean, there were, you know, those typical frustrations that any anyone has at work or within their job, with they're working on a TV show or wherever they're working. There was, at one point, I did read an interview with George Slaughter about Laugh-In. And he did mention that at one point, Dick Martin became a little bit resentful toward all of the popularity and attention that Goldie Hawn was receiving. Goldie got the most fan mail. Goldie won an Academy Award during her time on Laugh-In for uh, Cactus Flower. So she was getting a lot of attention, a lot of press, and Dick Martin was kind of having a moment about that. So he decided not to show up for an episode one week. So to fill in for him, they ran and got Johnny Carson because the Tonight Show taped right across the hall. So Johnny Carson 
filled in and he portrayed Dick Martin and he was superb. He was superb. He killed it, did a great job. And on went the show. And then in the next season, for some reason, there was an episode in which neither Dick nor Dan showed up. Don't know what that was about. George Slaughter did not say in the interview, but they did not show up. And so you had Teresa Graves and Goldie Hawn step in and portray Dick and Dan. And they did an amazing job and on went the show. So you did have those behind the scenes dramas, you know, uh, but again, it was nothing that was too excessive. It wasn't a whole lot of drama going on behind the scenes. Just your pretty much run-of-the-mill stuff. But again, if you want to find it all out, I recommend highly getting that book. And you can find out everything you want to know about Laugh-In because it's definitely going to be in there. So kudos to Rona Martin's Laugh-In and to all of the hilarity that it brought and that it is still bringing today. It's still entertaining people, still making people laugh. And it's one of those TV shows that has a very permanent place in television history. And I give it its props for going out there and really shattering glass ceilings, breaking boundaries, and really making a statement and bringing television up to the current day. They really did that because honestly, other than the, the evening newscast that you had on the major three networks, there was really no other TV show that was talking about what was going on in the country until Laugh-In. So, you know, kudos to Laugh-In for bringing the TV uh, lineup, if you will, bringing television up to date. And also, they did it in a way, yeah, they took a lot of punches, they took a lot of shots, they made a lot of digs, but they did it behind the mask and the shield of comedy. So that made it easier for people to be able to, you know, uh, listen to that. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who didn't agree with what they were saying, didn't agree with a lot of the punchlines and the jokes and the skits, but I'm sure they found themselves laughing at the same time because of the way they were able to successfully pull it off through comedy, which that's really a skill within itself to be able to do that. You did, by the way, you did have, I must say, you did have uh, the uh, Smothers Brothers show. That was the first TV show before laughing even to actually focus on you know what was going on in the modern day. But the Smothers Brothers show was so controversial. It was, I mean, they fought with CBS. They were on CBS. They fought with CBS so much that CBS canceled the show in 1969 after two seasons. But they were really, I mean, they took it really all the way to the extreme. So I have to kind of backpedal a little bit, backtrack and... And, and say that laughing was not the first. This first was the Smothers Brothers. So I have to give them their props and give them their, you know, due. But um, laughing was able to not be so controversial. They were controversial, but they were able to kind of hide behind comedy. The Smothers Brothers hid behind comedy, but not as much. They didn't want to hide behind comedy. Um, they did want to be funny, but they also want to be very, very serious. And there were things that... The, the, censors just did not allow they would sneak things on and sneak things in anyway because they did their own writing and so it was like i said it was just a back and forth battle and unfortunately the show ended after two seasons great show by the way really good show used to come on decades no no get tv was coming on get tv it was laughing coming on decades but the smothers brothers was coming on get tv i'm not sure if it's still coming on there or not but yeah they had great acts they had a great I mean, they had the Temptations on there one time. The Who was on there. That was when uh, Pete Townsend completely tore up the stage. 
So they had musical acts on their show and, you know, kind of like that Sullivan show did in a way uh, with the live musical acts. But uh, yeah, so the Smothers Brothers, I honestly don't know. A whole, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing a show, uh, an episode about the Smothers Brothers. I'd have to do a lot of research because I haven't really watched it very much. I have read about it. I'm familiar with it, obviously, but I haven't just watched it like really, really sat down and watched it like I have with Laugh-In. So that would take a lot of research. Uh, maybe somewhere down the road, um, I would love to pay homage to that show. Uh, both Dick uh, and Tommy Smothers both still alive and well. And I think they are still out there voicing their opinions, knowing them. I don't think they've shut up. But uh, anyway... I, again, just uh, wanted to take the time to, with all the laughing I've been enjoying and watching lately, um, I just wanted to come and just do an episode about that. And there is a lot of memorabilia available over on uh, eBay. The lunchbox is over there. Uh, a couple of the lunchboxes for a couple hundred dollars if you're interested. And uh, the Laugh-In magazine that they had, there are copies and editions over there. Um, you know, there are various pictures and I think the album is for sale, the board game. So if you want to pick up any laughing memorabilia, head over to eBay and, uh, you know, check it out, do some bidding, do some buying. I bought a book not too long ago, a little paperback book from 1969. I bought that and picked it up the other day and I'm looking forward to reading it. So anyway, uh, again, just wanted to just take some time to pay homage to laughing and, uh, you know, focus on a TV show that I fell madly in love with 32 years ago and I still am pretty crazy about today. And for now, then I'll wrap up this episode of Two Sisters in a TV. Thank you for listening. I'll be back with something new next time. And until then, I will see you later.